you know, we're going to pop in for Mondays. I know we even go to Let's Talk Relationships with the Love Snobs. I'm Jerry. Yes, yes, I'm a Z. So today, you know, take it, Jerry. So today we're going to be talking about survivor's remorse and not in the typical way that we, or the way that we define survivor's remorse where we outlived someone or we were in an accident, one person died, we didn't. We're talking about how two people were toxic together. One decided to get their life together. The other one didn't. How, what does that relationship look like? Is it really hard to sever ties? Why is it so hard to sever ties? So that's what we're talking about today. Yes. And, 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 and the guilt that comes behind it because you were once there. I think that's the, the important part about it. Yeah, yeah, I would say that that's the case. So, you know, we're going to give do our norm and give people about five minutes, now two more minutes, to, you know, connect and see what happens. We have, uh, you know, our consistent people, which we appreciate. We love consistency. So we got to guys, we had a couple of people hit us up saying that, you know, they can't make it tonight, which is smooth. Okay, all winter. Yes, yes. We, we, we're doing good today. We're doing good. How everybody doing? How everybody doing? Just say what's up. Hi, guys. You know? We're going to give it some time. And then, you know, we start having a discussion. But, you know. So if you guys didn't hear, we're talking about survivors remorse, but again, not in the someone died, not talking about someone dying and you feeling guilty about the death, but about two people connecting and having a toxic relationship. One person, probably being yourself, but you could have been the other person, decides to get their life together and wants the other person to do the same, but they're not. And you are having a hard time severing ties with that person because you were once that person and how you feel guilty for moving on without them. Definitely. What's going on, Jess? Welcome. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Darrell. Hi, All Winter. Hi, Jasmine. Yes, yes. What's going on, Vanessa Robinson? We see you. Hi. How you doing? She's on Facebook. She's on Facebook. Hi, Vanessa. I hit her with the whole name, so. I know. <laughs> I hit her with the Vanessa like I know her, like we, yeah, like we went yeah, to high yeah. school together. <laughs> like, hey, Vanessa, girl. <laughs> it was going on. You know, so today, we really want to touch on, I mean, I'm going to let Jerry, Jerry do her thing, but we really want to just touch on the fact that we, we tend to feel guilty when we make moves and other people don't make those same moves. And then there's a distance between us because we, you know, we were there, we were doing some of the negative things, we were being toxic, we were, you know, drinking or whatever it is, whatever it is you thought was toxic at the time, it could have just been the fact that we were stagnant and, you know, wasn't ambitious enough. But regardless of what it was, we tend to hold on to these relationships because we feel guilty because we once were there. So we want to, you know, give them the chance and the time needed to catch up. But, you know. How much time do you give them? How much, you know, just because you can relate because you were once there, does that mean that you should hold on to the relationship? Does that mean that you guys should still, you know, you should still be around and support that person even though you know better? 
it gets kind of it gets a little tricky kind of it could get a little hairy you may feel a little guilty you may feel a little hypocritical because you were once there so I know I've experienced that and I you know did have any of you guys have experienced that before we could start there who raised their hand somebody raised their hand you said yeah, I saw the hand raised, but I don't know who that was. Well, y'all can just comment in the box. Y'all know how we do. If, you know, we keep a small group, whoever really wants to, oh, that's Jessica. Whoever truly wants to, you know, if anybody wants to get on as a panelist and speak, we can all speak together. If the group remains small, you know, we always like to have these discussions. So, all want to say yes, absolutely have been there. Could you give an example of um, what the situation was, if you are okay with going into detail or roundabout, basically. You know, these discussions are really, really, you know, here so we could really sit back, touch base, really have these discussions and go all out, really dig deep and figure out where we're going. You know, how we're going to grow. I mean, everybody just use grow, but really, how we going to actually get to that next level. She says, sure, I'm dealing with, it, with this with my mom right now. That's what Winter said. Okay, and I was gonna touch on family. You know, a lot of, with, a lot of times when we talk about relationships, we were talking about friendships, but my example that I would share with you at some point tonight is about family as well. Um, and that's important too, because when we decide, you know, family members, especially if we decide to continue to have a relationship with them is a relationship. So it goes beyond family members. And if you want to have that type of relationship with them, you have to be able to get through certain things and be on the same page. And I think that that's really important. Darrell said, I left a toxic relationship. Some things were my fault, vice versa. And all Winter said, I realized she's not a healthy person. Yeah, that's where it gets tough when you identify the issues based on what you decide to change in your life and you reflect and you realize, wow, this person was never really in a good place. So that's also something that's hard to deal with as well. I think this really goes back to our discussion last week about judgment. Like we're so fearful of condemning people that, you know, we don't, we don't actually, somebody's knocking at the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little hesitant, but <laughs> we, right, we're, so uh... big, we're so big at, you know, we so hard on ourselves because we don't want to judge people. But once we made the proper, assessment once we decided to take action i mean who's better to judge than people who've been there and actually now are in a whole nother place they actually can show you how to get there so now when you decide to take those steps and move forward aren't you the ones that actually can look people in the face and say if i did it if i've done it you can do it as well so i mean those are the things we need to look at like why stay and remain in the toxic relationship now understand toxic doesn't mean that you don't give them you don't give them the time to change or you don't talk to them about change, but they have to say they want to change. They can't keep, you can't force the person to change because you change because you want the relationship bad enough. If they don't want to change, you got to understand that you're not on the same page no more and the tough decision has to be made. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think Jerry's out of commission because it's whoever, Yeah, I have to, I have to relocate. I know you had to move, whoever not. Yeah, so... Let me get myself situated. But I'm still listening. I can hear everything you guys are saying. So, you know, what do everybody think of that? We, we're moving slow today. 
I mean, we give it a little bit more time. Whoever wants to be a panelist, you raise your hand and we can do it. Paul Winter says, I agree. We only have one life, one time, to no time to waste. I mean, that, that would be up for debate, the one life thing. You know, some people believe in reincarnation, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know if it's the life wasting as much as it's, it's the, the connections we build. I mean, do you want to even waste time while you're living? You know what I mean? Like, forget death. <laughs> yeah, welcome yeah. back. Thank you. But, yeah. I mean, well, oh, the life is an answer. I'll give you only have Sorry. I'm, okay. I'm catching up. I already, I already read all of those, man. So, Today, we're really trying to just wait for people to actually engage so we can, you know, oh, we got we got some people on, on Facebook. Yeah, I, I just left my phone in my old location. I'll be right back. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I agree, Darrell. Darrell says sometimes you're in a situation where you're holding back your partner, and you're holding your partner back. And I agree. So you have to leave because the situation could definitely be toxic. And I definitely agree with that. And then also, I said, when you're on purpose, you have to be specific about where your energy goes. And well, I agree. Yeah, it, yeah, that is so true because, you know, we get so caught up in the numbers the number of years that we've been friends, we get so caught up in the fact that it's a family member. But when you take, when you strip away all of those things, what does the relationship have? So I think that's really important to identify. That's important to know. And the one thing that I've learned um, throughout time is that I, if I made the decision to change and I'm no longer living a toxic life, then I have, then I have a, a right to judge. And I think, and I have a right to make a judgment call and say, I don't want you in my life anymore if you don't want to move along with me. And it took me a long time for me to realize that because I felt guilty. Like I didn't always know, I, not that I didn't always know better. I, I, I didn't always want to do better. And I, I could relate to the people around me not wanting to always do better. And I think that that's something I had to learn along the way that once you make those changes and live a better lifestyle, then it's okay to look back and say, hey, I want you to live that better lifestyle with me or identify when they they don't want to live that life with you or connect with you in that way and you have to make a decision and and not feel guilty about making that decision because guess what the same way you made a choice not to live a toxic life that person is making a choice to continue to live a toxic life and that's something i had to learn over time but i used to feel really guilty i used to feel guilty that not everyone had nizs around them to help them sort things out or, or bounce ideas off of or you know, so to be that, that, that voice of reason. And I felt guilty about that and held on to certain relationships because of that when you, they should have a person around them who should be their voice of reason or we should join forces. If, I'm, if they're friends with me, then why couldn't they be friends with Aziz? You know what I mean? Like, so I was feeling all this guilt and, and all these weird feelings when they also made a decision. Definitely. I mean, Vanessa was talking about, you know, we had this discussion with her and one of the other um, less talk relationships, but, you know, she talked about a part, her partner having to let go of her partner because he claimed he quit smoking and he didn't quit smoking. So he lied and 
then he started this is on facebook if you're looking yeah i'm looking yeah <laughs> yeah and she um she basically says she was guilt felt guilty for a little while but then obviously she she had to move on and now she's actually happy that she moved on so i think regardless like we we, we tend to we tend to minimize things when it's convenient we tend to you know act like emotionally blackmail people when it's convenient because we don't want to make decisions or because we make decisions, other people are, you know, trying to guilt us into staying and guilt us into being in certain situations. And we all have been those people that felt that a person was leaving us or a person was doing something that, you know, making moves in a direction that, and they weren't taking us. And we were, and when we look back on it, we wasn't willing to put in the work to make yeah. those decisions, you know what I mean? To, to, to follow them and go with them. So instead of being happy for them and instead of understanding that they're moving on, because we are, we don't hold them back. They decided to, you know, we decided to blame them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've been there and I'm sure, you know, other people have been there, but just because we can identify that we have been there, how many people have changed that, you know, has changed being in that situation or being in that place where they're envious of people for actually progressing. And I'm not talking about positive and positive where people, promised you one thing and then they sign off a whole nother thing i'm talking about where both people aiming to succeed one person says oh yeah i want to be successful but don't want to put in the work and then you feel you know you feel like guilt because you're trying to you basically put in the work and they didn't put in the work but then you aren't you know you aren't giving them a chance or you aren't you know putting forth the effort and you're not helping them and you're not saving them and you're not giving them time and there's a lot of judgment being placed on you but yet they're talking about you're judging them, you know what I mean? Or you're, you're, you're stopping them. And a lot of people are just stopping themselves as Jerry was saying, mm -hmm. like through the guilt. It's all, it's all a choice, it's all a choice. And instead of really taking the time to mourn the relationship and, and understand why you feel the way that you feel, like, you know, anybody who ever walked away, it was never, it's never easy to walk away, right? So when you make that decision, the other person is thinking, you don't care enough you know, you didn't care enough about the relationship. But if you are really honest about how you're feeling about what's going on, whether you're walking away or decide to stay and not make choice and not make a choice to do the right thing, it's all something that you should take the time to think about and understand. And instead of really getting caught up in the feeling, excuse me, the negative feelings of why a person decided that they wanted to walk away or why you, you wanted to stay. Like, it was all good a week ago when she was, you know, in the club drinking with me. Now she's holier than thou. Like, we hear things like that all the time, you know? Definitely. So, you know, y'all can put an input anytime. Whoever wants to be a panelist, raise your hand, and we could just start a discussion so, you know, we can go a little quicker because I know sometimes it's hard for people to write and kind of stay engaged at the same time. They want to listen. And then once they're in their keyboard, they can't listen and write at the same time. So I understand it. Yeah, no, I can't. Whoever really wants them. to be a panelist, raise your hand and, you know, we'll promote you. Oh, where'd you want to go? <laughs> nah, I don't see anybody. We're just waiting to see if anybody really wants to, you know, engage. Or Winter, Jessica. I mean, y'all can even write y'all don't want to engage, so we know that y'all not going to do it. Okay, Jessica. 
I mean, oh, when Tavot emojis, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. Not today. Okay, not today. I'll jump in. All right, Tavot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my man. Well, we'll, we'll let. Okay, Darrell, you win. So yeah, we'll just we'll just keep everybody engaged on the side, and y'all can just write regarding this topic. But you know, I, at this point, I, I mean, we love snobs. We have an understanding that we want to hold everybody accountable. So sometimes we did make plans, and sometimes we did promise people certain things, and we actually did our own personal. We went on our own personal ventures and decide to do selfish things and yeah, it does benefit us, but it doesn't benefit everybody. And I would say, I mean, you should probably feel guilty. You should probably have discussion. You should probably put in a more, more time into trying to get them to where you at, you know what I mean? Go back and, and actually lift somebody up because you promised them, you know, you promised them to support, you promised them to be a, you promised a partnership, however the situation or whatever the situation was. But we got to definitely hold those people accountable too, because just because you're doing something positive for yourself, you signed on to be with somebody that, yeah, you know, that you're, you're supposed to be doing positive things with, as opposed to you just doing positive things for yourself, you are breaking a promise, which becomes a negative in the general sense, because, you know, you can't. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like going, like we talked about before, like going to Africa to save lives. Definitely. But that's yet you that's have. That's favorite. That's my favorite example. <laughs> it's like favorite my example about food. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what, she, what he said about going to Africa. I mean, have, has anybody experienced this where they're like making moves and they realize they're so self-indulged. So they, they're progressing, but they're really not taking the, the people that they actually agreed to be in relationships with, with them. See, Darrell, you got different scenery today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, he got curtains. Need <laughs> Jerry switch up. Yeah. I'm in a different space tonight, so yeah. I got a little different scenery. Yeah, she is. <laughs> what about Jessica? You haven't been in that situation all winter? Vanessa? Because y'all know we can go on for days, man. This is what we do. We talk relationships. So we want to engage other people, give them the time. I mean, I know all winter you was just talking about, you know, having to have a real discussion with your with your mother, which is a process for anybody. Okay, all winter. She said yes in my younger years when I got my first taste of discipline and focus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all... No. She's, so Jessica says, no, I'm struggling with relating here tonight. I can only relate to my mother. Well, that's relating to, to what's going on. I mean, it's a relationship that you have with your mom. So I think that it, it, if, I think it could all tie together. Um, all what to say, it was all about that in that time. Discipline and focus. I mean, for Jessica, Jessica, I mean, going through, going through times, you, I'm sure you have friends, you know, it, back in the days, whether it's recent or, you know, younger, 
I remember when I was young, you know, I was actually borderline and becoming a criminal on the border. And I actually ran the streets with people and, you know, I, I was a leader out there. So it wasn't like I wasn't empowering people to actually do the wrong things. And I mean, I truly believed in what I was doing. I truly believed in like protecting what was ours, our home. And, you know, I had a lot of ignorant ideas of what was loyalty and what was, you know, being committed to, to, to other human beings. And, you know, but one thing I noticed is when it was time for me to, you know, change my life around, start going to school a little bit more. Cause I, you know, I was cutting class and walking out of, walking out of school, act like I was going to school, going out the back door, and, you know, a lot of deceitful things. And I wasn't raised to be deceitful. So, you know, I was, hurting my mother. I was doing a lot of just my little brother's looking up to me. I'm doing the wrong thing. So it was a lot of people I was hurting in the process. But I promised to be a, you know, a big brother that was honorable. I promised to be a son that was honorable. And when I was out in the street, I also promised to be a guy in the community that was supporting the community and helping the community. Once I put that in perspective and understood, it was time to like move in a different direction. Once I was asking people who were in the wrong direction with me to go and do some the right thing, a lot of them didn't come with me. And there were certain people that I literally signed into school because I had the know-how, I had the, the understanding. My mother did it for me, I picked up the process, and then I did it for other people where I got them back in school, try to get them on the right path and do different things. But you know, they didn't follow my lead. They stayed in school for a little while, started cutting and doing different things and doing the same thing. And some of them went out, back out there and they, I mean, I wasn't selling drugs or anything. You know, that's one thing I was that was embedded in me. Don't destroy a community with poison. But at the end of the day, they went back out there and they did what they did. And there was nothing I can do on that level. But I know that I tried, so the guilt didn't follow me. But while I was going on in the beginning of the process of moving on, a lot of me not wanting to go back to school, not wanting to do all the right things was the fear of letting everybody down that I kind of, coached into this bad environment or this bad lifestyle. You know what I mean? And a lot of them didn't have the support to get past it. A lot of them didn't have the support to recover. So I had to hold on to that for a while where I'm like, yeah, I was wrong for that. But when in actuality, I know I stood up, I sat with them, I did all the things I need to do. I would go over and do their homework. Like I put in the work so I could look in the mirror after that and say, listen, I, I try to put you in a place to succeed. Whether I have parents at home, whether I have all these people, when it was time to follow me to do wrong, everything was all good. But when it's time to follow me to do right, now y'all don't even know me and I'm not the leader that y'all thought I was. So at the end of the day, people make choices based on what's convenient for them. It's easy to say I don't have it at home, but when you have the support and I was, you know, I was diligent, they still didn't take that support and utilize it. So, you know, that would be an example of what I'm saying. I stayed a little longer because of the guilt, because of the survivor's remorse because I thought oh I, I did this I chose this I made this I influenced this but when you look at being influential if it doesn't cross over to the other side when it's positive time and time to move forward and time to move in a different direction then was you truly the person that influenced this person or were they just doing what they truly wanted to do so Jessica said, I think the guilt comes from lack of confidence in your decision. Once you gain the self-confidence, the guilt melts away. Yes, it does. I mean, I think, and once you really truly understand why you did what you did, and to, to Aziz's point, on doing all that you were supposed to do and, do, and doing your part, and making sure that if you guys connected on negativity, and you decide to change the relationship and, and do something positive, 
own that, acknowledge that. And, and, and I think that that's important as well. So yeah, once you own that part of it and you acknowledge it and you have the conversation and you do all that you can do to bring that other person to the healthy place that you are in and they still don't, then I think you can walk away not feeling like you're leaving them behind, just knowing that you made a choice, but they also made a choice too. Definitely. What's going on, Sabu? I see you on Facebook. Yes, yes. What's up, man? But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a definite. And Jessica, a lot of it comes from confidence. I would agree. Yeah. With you. A lot of it comes from not being confident in decisions you make because all we see is that we're leaving people behind. All mm-hmm. we see is that, you know, it's easy to say you're your own person when you're doing the right thing and leaving people behind, but it takes a it takes a real person to at least attempt, and we know that. But we're taught to kind of stay in that person's corner and sink with them. Yeah. And if you're the captain, or if you're you're a part of you're a part of the, you're on the ship, and you were promised a destination, and the destination changed. I mean, at some point you gotta get off the ship mm-hmm. and keep on going to the wrong place, just because it, you know just because you're on the ship. So I would agree. You have to be confident in the decisions you make. I mean, what do you think all went to? What do you think, Darrell? Yeah, Darrell. Yeah. I mean, I'm letting you all go. So, I mean, I've been in a couple of situations. First situation is just like, like, so we're talking about, so let's just talk about drinking. And I was in college uh, when I went to my final destination in college, so to speak. I was a heavy drinker. I mean, I played ball. I uh, worked out every day, but I was a heavy drinker. Um, you know, my, my, um, my uh, schedule was, you know, go to practice, go shoot, go lift weights, go to a party. And that's all I did. So throughout all, all, you know, my 20s, I met my ex-wife. And at the time, she was also drinking, you know, drinking too. As our relationship evolved, she wanted to stop drinking. So I can understand someone that's like, yo, you used to smoke. Now you don't want to smoke no more. So I've been in a situation on the opposite spectrum where she wants to slow down drinking, but I want to continue. You understand what I'm saying? Then it comes to a point where you know, my moods are changing. I'm I'm drinking daily. Like it really became a real, real problem. And 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 to be totally honest with you, I just started to slow down. You understand what I'm saying? Now there's some aggravating factors I'm not gonna get into like that, but I'm saying so I can relate to that. So as far as me being a person like I'm the partner who had to catch up. I'm the partner who had to make that drastic change. And because of that, that 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 helped kind of derail the relationship. So I've been on the so I've been on the other side of holding that partner back because that partner didn't want to do that anymore. So now that I'm, uh, now that my situation is different, my guilt is there. So I got to sit back and say, all right, did I do everything possible to make it work? No, because I chose drinking or I chose going out with my boys or I chose, you know, doing this and doing that. I didn't put my family first. Mm-hmm. So I can, so I can say that person from experience. Well, that's a good example of it being on the other end of it and you being the the person that didn't want to change. And now that the relationship is over, you reflecting back on the relationship thinking, damn, I could have did better. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Like when we are building relationships with people, the whole point is to give your all so that, that if you ever had to walk away, you know that you did your all and you know that there's no more to give. So you can walk away peacefully knowing that there's somebody else out there for you. So that's another thing as well that we would like to share with our viewers too, that if you don't give your all in a relationship, you're also going to walk away with that type of guilt too. Oh yeah, that's a definite. That's a definite. That's definitely so, definitely a process. Go ahead, Yari. I'm sorry. 
No, go ahead. I, I was going to just read the comment, but you can oh, No, no, I know. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yes. And so this is from Jasmine. Yes, not to change the subject, but I also think that's why love is so interpretive when it shouldn't be. We are taught to stay in unhealthy situations because we're supposed to care about the people who aren't necessarily caring for us. Big picture, particularly when you make a decision for a change that could also benefit them. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, to even move a step further, like, so I think, like, if you talk about vows, it kind of goes back to your point from weeks that I've been listening to as far as your principles. You know, we go Definitely. back to that, right? When you jump into a relationship, so I don't think something people really understand principles as far as like being held accountable, being judged, which leads into your vows. Like when you take that over, take that next step. So I think you get into a marriage or you get into a long relationship and what, and what problems occur is, you know, no one taking that part of the relationship as serious until something happens or until this or until that. That's my experience with that. Well, yeah, you're right. I think that, you know, before you get married, like outside of the altar, you guys should have already established what your your principles are and the things that you guys are going to honor. And I think doing it in front of the, you know, your friends, your family and the pastor or whoever is officiating the wedding, that that's just the icing on the cake as a reminder. But you guys, that should already be embedded in the relationship. And I think that, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people in general don't really take the time to really work out those kinks. They, they, you know, move forward because of a feeling or how a person makes them feel and, you know, because they have other goals in common. But when it all comes down to it, like Aziz and I, we have, you know, we, we post all the time. And one of the things is like, are you going to always be transparent? Are you always going to honor your word? Are you always going to show up? Are, you know, all those things that we kind of take for granted and realize is an issue when it's not happening. But is that something that you live in every day? And I think that those are things that are really important within a relationship. Definitely. All witness say I've been guilty of being weak and passive at times, and I should have been truthful. So at least give the person the other, give the person a chance to see what is see what you've seen in the the relationship. So you're seeing in the relationship. So back to what she, basically what she's saying is back to what the rail was saying. If you start the relationship off with let's say both people are drinking. We always use the analogy, and I mean, we go a step further. Both, both people are using heavy drugs and they start the relationship off because that's what makes them compatible. We always tell the person, the person who stopped using the drugs is the person who hurt the relationship even though they didn't help the relationship mm-hmm. because that's what connected the two people. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't promote a relationship that's a codependency. Definitely not. So you start your relationship off with a codependency. So it's destined to fail if one person decides to do better. Mm-hmm. But as long as you, the, the, the codependency becomes the commonality within the relationships, it's going to succeed. And so many people are together 20 years, 30 years because of that, mm-hmm. because they have the codependencies as the foundation of their relationships. So your wife, in your example, really didn't you know, really didn't want to continuously go down that road. You know, y'all probably met when y'all was a little younger. She started looking at her life. She started assessing the situation. She's like, yo, listen, I'm going to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. You're looking like, okay, you're, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to follow your lead, mm-hmm. you're looking like, yo, you're not going control what I do and don't do. Mm-hmm. So you're still trying to hold on to individuality. Yeah, did she hurt the relationship or did she take from the relationship by actually giving to the relationship? Of course. 
She took the codependency away. She took what y'all connected on away. And she now said, I want more. And that's something before y'all committed, y'all should have had established. That's something before y'all committed, y'all should have looked at and actually didn't move forward until y'all situated things that will be long-term. Right, she evolved and I wasn't willing at that time to evolve with her. Definitely. So now like, so I can, so when you remove the situation, when you remove all that and we're we're done, right? So at some point, like I feel like I had to say to myself, you gotta look in the mirror. She has to look in the mirror too for some things that she's done as well. But I had to look in the mirror and, and once you look in the mirror and you honestly ask yourself, what did you contribute to the toxic relationship? I didn't evolve. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And she was in, and um, she was doing that point. And then I can take it a step further. So I got friends right now. You know, thank God for the quarantine in certain certain aspects because they make you realize what is your friendship really about. I got friends right now that since we can't go to the bar or we can't go drink or we can't go to this or that, they don't even call me no more. Mm. So, like, I really had to sit back and think to myself, like, yo, so only thing we have in common, it's not basketball. It's not going to the park. It's not going to go train for this 10-mile race that I do every year. It's alcohol. If you take alcohol out of this equation, we're not even friends. So what are we? Drinking buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drinking buddies. You have, you know, y'all start your relationship on codependency. And y'all let it, y'all let it be the device that actually connected y'all. And, you know, you, people feel strong when they're doing wrong together. I mean, I've been there. You know what I mean? You walk, you walk up to somebody, you harm them. And y'all did that together. Y'all like brothers now. Mm-hmm. Are you truly, you know, like, are you truly brothers when you're doing negative things and putting each other in bad situations? I mean, that's what we really need to ask ourselves. And some you know, people my, need to take the, you know, take the chance to move forward and make the decisions. You know, my dad taught me when I was in high school that, you know, I, I used to cut class. So, you know, well, classes, like I just used to go to school and just never go to class. And I was rolling and I had a, a girl that I was hanging tight with. And, you know, my dad used to always tell me that if one of you guys decide to go to class or go to school and do the right thing, do you think that you guys are going to remain friends? And I looked at my dad like he was crazy. And I was like, of course you're going to be friends. <laughs> yeah, like, of course, like, what do you know? Like, you know, you old, like, when was the last time you've been in high school, you know? You and I gave friends, him, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you got like two friends, like, what do you know? Definitely. And so I, you know, I, I, I didn't really take his advice, but I always remembered it because he was right. The minute that one of us decided that we were going to do the right thing, it created a gap within our relationship. And so, and although we try to hold on to certain things, the reality was we didn't have a big part of it, a big part of, of our relationship. We didn't have it in common anymore. Definitely. So I, I, you know, I always tell him to this day that he was right, you know, always parents always want to hear when they're right so or acknowledge everyone should always everybody should always acknowledge come on come on yeah yeah you're right everyone should always be acknowledged everyone should always acknowledge when they when they are right and you know as a kid when you're speaking to your parent you don't always want to reflect and say damn daddy like you know 20 years ago i'm telling my age right however many years ago you were right about what you said but i always to this day remind him about him giving me that life lesson that I wasn't ready to take at the time. And I passed that that advice on to my daughter as well. I mean, I'm a different parent, so we have different conversations, but I still, you know. That was embedded in her from day one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We spoke about relationships since she was young. So, you know, 
she really she's well versed versus you. Yeah. It was like one of them things. Yeah, in the moment. We're already friends now. You come in saying this after we've been friends for about two Yeah, years. exactly. We've been holding tight for like three years. And now you want to tell me that yeah, it's one of us go to class? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, but it's still advice that I appreciate to this day. And I, I will never forget it because it plays back in my mind all the time as I'm dealing with current relationships, past relationships why I'm not as close to certain people. I always hear my dad saying, you know, once somebody does right, and he didn't even say that person was going to be me. He said, if, the, if, if, if my friend went to class, would you guys still be as tight? You know what I mean? So he was just saying, when, when, you, when you break the negative bond, there's a, there, there's, something's going to change. So you, got, it, you guys will probably have a longer lasting relationship if you guys connected on positivity. Yeah, I mean, that's what we tell all of our builders from, from day one. Like, your foundation is what's going to decide your relationship. It's not going to be us. It's not going to be even you. It's going to be your foundation. Yeah. How long can your foundation hold up through the test of time? Mm -hmm. And if you built your foundation on something that's not strong, nine times out of 10, y'all can survive in a house that, you know, busts a leak and is muddy and you can do it as long as you want, mm -hmm. but your house is not going to be up to par. You're going to struggle. You're going to look at relationships as the worst thing, as a job. You're always going to downplay relationships. When people are around you, they're going to be, you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, so you got to look at what it does to you as a human being. You can stay around, but you got to really look at how many long-term relationships really lift you up and really encourage you and challenge you. Because, yeah, it, it, you, you can nag, you can nag, 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 nag all day. You can feel nag, but when somebody's telling you the right thing and if you're, you're feeling like they're nagging you, Nine yeah. times out of ten, you ain't you aren't ready to take the message. Nine times out nine times out of ten, you're not equals. Mm -hmm. So you need to start looking at them as equals. A lot of times, they feel like you're being nagged. I mean, you know the person's telling the truth, but you just ain't trying to hear. It. Definitely, mm -hmm. you ain't trying to hear what they got to say. And just to or add you're not to it, or, or wait, or you just don't want to change. Right. Definitely. Just to add to what all Winter was saying, I think she brought up a good point. I'm like, if you you know, when she was saying how she's been the person who was weak and passive, now. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like that's abuse in his own. You know what I mean? Like you have to acknowledge that as abuse and we have to say it because that nobody wants to be around somebody that they don't borrow time at all times. Now that enough relationships are borrowed time because that's what we always say. It's all about how much you want to invest and put in. Mm -hmm. Once the investment goes down, the relationship's over. Mm -hmm. So you're always investing daily. You have to make sure you maintain a relationship daily. If you're not willing to put in the work daily, then you're not ready for a committed relationship. But when somebody's just gliding and they're being passive and they're being, you know, as she put it, weak, I wouldn't necessarily say weak, but they're, you know, they're being politicians, they're being very passive, don't really want to get into a conflict, and they're just buying time. And then eventually the resentment's going to build, eventually the anger's going to build, eventually they're going to speak out. And then that person's going to look at them like, Hey, you've been a well, whole, yeah. five years. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and they're gonna look at you like because you decide to talk now all of a sudden we need to hear what you're saying. Like you've been a mute for five years. Go back in the corner and be who you are, stay in your lane. And most people will look at that and say, yo, that person's wrong. But when you look at it, that's who you've been for five years. So now you're trying to step up and they're looking at you like, yeah, you're pushing me away. Yeah, you should have had a voice from the gate. Also, you start that relationship off wrong. And you were actually the abuser of being passive aggressive. 
mm. of being passive in a nutshell because you should join relationships. You should join relationships because you want to invest all of you, all you have. And that also means the, the convictions. That means convictions more than anything else, which is going to cause conflict because you got to find ways to compromise. And that's the joy of relationships, man. When you enter a relationship and it's a real relationship, the joy of it is finding ways we got to compromise to become a unit and not be individuals anymore. And that's the tough part, but that's the necessary part. And, and Jessica, to, thank you, thank you. <laughs> she said she and, to, and to add to Aziza's point, like if you decide that you want to, you know, be present and, and use your voice, then that has to be acknowledged before you start using your voice. Like you have to say, you know, usually I'm the one in the corner, not really saying what I really feel or not sharing my thoughts with you, but I realize that that's not gonna bring us any closer. So I wanna change who I am and I wanna do dot, dot, dot. And I think that that's really important too, that you just don't start, you know, running your mouth. That, that's the easy way. And then, you know, someone could say, well, damn, now all of a sudden you can talk. Or you can say, you know, you can go in saying, hey, you know, I, I haven't been this person before, but I realized that this is not going to help us get any closer. So this is who I want to be going forward. That's I think I'm a lot saying. of times people, huh? So, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said, I think a lot of people change certain things and they don't want to acknowledge the change. They just want to go, just jump in and expect everyone to just, you know, embrace it and move on. But it doesn't always work that way when you're changing the construct of a relationship. So I agree with what Aziz said when he said, I, if you weren't, basically what you're saying is, if you weren't vocal from the beginning and now all of a sudden you want to be vocal, you hurt the relationship because it's like, oh, okay, now, now all of a sudden you want to be brave. <laughs> if you just evolved into that person, you know, what if it took some time to evolve and say, you know what, I'm not going to keep being quiet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak up. But what if I evolved into that person that wants to be vocal? Wait up. So That's you, okay. what are you saying is that you went, you went to sleep mute and woke up evolved. <laughs> Because that don't make sense to me. Like, the evolu evolution takes time and it takes a bunch of discussions. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't your partner or wouldn't your friends know that, listen, I really want to start being more vocal. I've been selling y'all short. So over time, that's built. But out of nowhere? Okay. You ever had somebody like... Because it comes across as resentment. Beyond? Like, <laughs> I'm having a discussion with this person and this person all of a, all of a sudden now has a voice. And you're like, wait <laughs> up. Wait, who, who are you again? Like, you're going to shut them down. And everybody looking around you like, yo, how you, you're going to be the villain, definitely. But you're within your right because you're like, this ain't even who you are. Yeah. Versus somebody like over time saying, yeah, I want to evolve. I want to change. I want to I change this. So now you know the change is coming. Mm -hmm. That's why we're big on communication. That's why we're big on sharing your thoughts. That's why we're big on having a discussion. We're never saying, yo, mute a person, but like, is the time that to, to show up is when I when I'm auditioning, I get the I get the lead role, I'm doing my thing, and then the, the guy from behind know. the curtains come and want to take the lead role. <laughs> I mean, how does that make sense? You know, let's be honest, we all have friend groups, we all have different personalities within those friend groups, and we all have a certain way that all these friends groups flourish and who you are in all the places you go. You know, I've been I've been a person who out in the street or hanging out with my friends, I've been very vocal. And then went home and I realized I'm the son. I have a place, like there's a different, there's a different dynamic in my household. You know what I mean? I'm a different person in my household. And then I've been 
other places where I'm a whole different person. I then walked in rooms where I'm never not the smartest person in the room. So I'm sitting back taking in information. So we all need to know who we are. Like we always talk about know who you are in the room, but at the same time, know who you are in your relationship and really truly see if you're happy with that. Mm-hmm. Like we said before, relationships flourish because we're maintaining this for a lifetime. So be the person you want to be for a lifetime. Stop looking for growth and evolution all the time. Like it's hard enough to maintain who y'all are maintainably. Mm-hmm. Like one thing we was talking about, and I know we had this discussion, me and Jerry was sitting and watching a movie. We was watching, what's, what's, the, what's that, that show? I wasn't watching it, but Jerry was watching it. What's the show? I'm not watching what? I mean, it's the show that is blackish. It's all connected. Oh, oh, um, black as black as F. Okay, so oh, yeah. she's sitting there watching that show, and I'm, at, you know, obviously I'm coming in. I'm always asking her why she's watching certain things because I, I really want to understand why she does what she does because I like to understand what's going on. You know, this, I don't like mindlessness, but I don't mind what she. You do anything you want, just be be mindful of what you're doing, right? But I was explaining to them. You see, blackish. Sounds like mi- mixes. Sounds like what's the other one? Grownish. Sounds mm-hmm. like he found something and he kept doing it over and over and over again. He didn't evolve. He didn't grow. It stayed the same. And mm-hmm. he's doing this, this, this similar content, but it's making it's making waves. Why? Because repetition is what people learn from. Mm-hmm. And once you find your niche, Tyler Perry. Once you find your niche, you do it over and over again. That's what yeah. a relationship should look like. That's success. Okay. You find your you niche, you do it over and over again. People will look at y'all. How y'all go to the same restaurant? How y'all eat the same things? How y'all, talk, how y'all finish each other's sentences? You know why? Because we perfected a dance. That's what it's about. All these people looking to grow, they're growing themselves right out of relationships. Wow. Like, yeah, evolve. Evolve into better human beings. Work hard at it. But you spend enough time working to maintain your relationship with everybody from the outside attacking it. Everybody from the outside having opinions about it your job there's so many things that go on that you just got to maintain who you are you got to have that same passion you came in with. and you spend yeah. time growing like you read in 20 books like you could read books together but if that's what you've been doing but you got to really start thinking about it i'm not telling people to stifle their relationships no way no how but what i'm telling people is go in and commit with your, the best of who you're gonna be figure it out don't commit until you're the best of who you're going to be so people can recognize you tomorrow. Because a lot of people waking up a whole different person tomorrow. Well, yeah, and also sign up for things that you can actually maintain and not be resentful because you signed up for it. So I think that that's really important. And, and like you said before, you know, signing up for some things that are toxic, like really think about like how long could you guys be toxic together? Like, how long could you really drink heavy? Girl. How long could you guys go to the bar? Listen, I mean, we, we live in we live it, in a community. But we see it all the time. That's why we're here. We see, we it, see it. Um, I mean, because he just brought up the notion of drinking. I mean, personally for me, you go to a doctor and your doctor say what's really going on inside of you. I mean, so, so just to your point of how long can you drink or how long can you do this and do that? And stuff is the fan. Like, so I really just felt what you just said, Joe. 100%. Yeah, you, you're saying how long you could do it till you die. But well, but that's what, but, but I was, I was coming from. How long do you want? 
Yeah, that's what I was coming from, like a health perspective. Like, yeah, like how long are you going to continue to feel good if you're drinking all the time? Like we 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 we're clear on our message. Our message is not the normal. It's not normal. It's healthy. It's equal. So we're looking for quality. I can't tell you what your equal is. You got to know your equal. So when we're having a discussion, is 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 she your equal? Are they your equals? Can you be yourself around them? Can you share your thoughts with them? as raw as possible. Because when you're talking to an equal, they hear what you're saying, they don't care about your tone, they don't care about, they care about why you're saying it, they wanna understand why you're saying it. They're too busy trying to get an understanding of what you're going through and understanding what's going on. They don't care about something and you yelling and doing all that. They care about what's going on with you. They care about connecting, they care about, is this hurting us? They care about progress. When you're on that path to walk towards the right direction, it's, it's endless, right? It's endless. There's always somebody coming to like pull you down, but doing the right thing is, it's an endless job. You know, you clean it forever. Mm-hmm. Anybody that cleans a house knows it's a nonstop job. Mm-hmm. They know it. I don't know anything that is clean that's not a constant. Well, you have to maintain it. Definitely. And that's what we're talking about. Unless it becomes a mess. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. And when it becomes too much of a mess, we don't want to do it. I wish you had the naggers mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say, clean this up. You'll take that glass in the kitchen mm-hmm. right away. So the mess doesn't pile up. And then you looking around you like, I really don't feel like cleaning this. So it just yeah. gets worse. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of relationships. And that's a lot of relationships being passed on. That's a lot of messages being passed on. I was told that at a young age. You know, we made it, we have all these years sat down and heard the stories of my, you know, my elders. And I'm like, you went through all of that? Mm-hmm. But they wear with a badge of honor. And I used to, I looked at them and I said the hard thing. And you know, my family, they don't feel me, but I say the hard things like, yo, I, I'm gonna be honest, I'd rather be single than go through that. I'd rather be single than go through all of that. So if that's what it takes, I really don't want that. Mm-hmm. Really what I want is, Life is life is coming at me too much for me to add to, to that. We in each other's lives, we we building something powerful. So when people talking about growth, if you're talking about building, that's different. But mm-hmm. at, eventually we gotta live in the house. Yeah. Right? I definitely feel so once we build said, it, we gotta maintain it. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that. Um being an assistant principal, being in education, dealing with kids every single day, the last thing I would want to do is go home and have to argue and fight about this, fight about that. You know what I mean? Your home's supposed to be your foundation. It's, it's supposed to be your sanctuary. I definitely understand that. It's the last thing you want to do is come home or come, you know, come with your significant other and have to argue and fight about stuff. 100%. Well, you don't want to fight, argue and fight about stuff that's going to still keep you on separate sides of things. Anyway. Like, that's the, the, the arguing that that's the... The arguing that's not going anywhere, you know what I mean? But we are going to have tips and we are going to have disagreements and we are going to have discussions and conflicts um, but when you're arguing about things and you know that you guys are still going to end up on separate sides of the coin, then it's not productive. So I can understand that. Yeah. And all winter, you said you feel the same way. What about, what, what are you really discussing? Like, what do you feel the same way about? You talking to me? No, no all, all winter. Oh, I'm panel. sorry.
And Jazz, we sorry we missed all your because you made a good point too. Is that I'm afraid to what you were just speaking on? Oh. No, I mean what aspect of it? I mean, I done said a lot. I done said a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I done said a mouthful, but while I all went to, you know, ads on to that, I want to just touch on Jasmine's point about, you know, the house situation. And she was saying, like, you spending more time trying to cover the mess and clean the mess, and it becomes counterproductive as a point, as opposed to, you know, actually. Addressing the problem. Yeah, actually addressing the problems as they come, working as a team to make sure you maintain the relationship and make sure you maintain. I mean, that's how we always look at a relationship. A relationship is like a house, a mortgage. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to maintain everything. It's yours. You know what I mean? You're not renting it. It's yours. So you got to maintain it. If you build a strong foundation through all weather conditions, especially in New York, mm. you'll survive. If you, you know, you budget everything right, what's going to happen? You're not going to foreclose. You're not going to, you know, get kicked out your house. What's going to happen? If you fix the sink when the sink breaks, if you fix the, you know, if you, you, you make sure, okay, we had this for 10 years, it's supposed to be replaced after 10 years, you maintain it. You're perfecting the dance. You replace it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't go, you know, go anywhere. Oh, she so, got single, yeah. She said, <laughs> so old winter said that I'd rather be single than go through the BS. Our elders think it's just things we should go through in a relationship. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we've been, like we said last week, we've been conditioned to hurt. Pain has become a norm. Struggle has become a norm. And it's become yeah. a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor if you struggle. Oh, you know, yeah. If you a, your, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you and your significant other haven't, haven't gone through some stuff, then you guys really don't love each other. Right. And not just the, 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 it, just the toxic, you know, the back and forth, the, you know, the anger, the, the betrayal, the, the lack of trust, like all that stuff. You know, people think that that is what makes up a loving relationship. Yeah, I mean, and I know people that sat, couple that come in dancing, kissing, enjoying each other's company. 10 years later, they still hugging, kissing, enjoying each other's company. And people literally like, they don't really know what love is. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what? They ain't really mm -hmm. go through nothing yet. Mm -hmm. What? Like the maintenance of, like, like we always ask, who, if we're, we, we're forgiving everybody, who's holding the world up? Like, why are we yeah. not supporting the people holding the world up? Creating the standards. Yeah, you know, supporting I mean, the people. Relationships is not all about, the success of relationship is not all about how long you stayed in it. The success of relationship is how long you can maintain the greatness of the relationship. I agree with that. And do you wake up every day wanting to? I've been in relationships, and to be honest, I've been in relationships where I didn't want to no more. Soon as you soon as you don't want to, don't feel guilted into staying. Yeah. There's other there's other means. You still have the discussion, and hopefully, I build the relationship off of the right foundation. Mm -hmm. But this goes back to the survivor's remorse. Like, why are you so afraid of telling somebody you don't want to be somewhere you don't want to be? Mm -hmm. That's already a toxic relationship. Once you tap out, it's it's toxic. I don't care if you had the right to. I don't care if you. The person's been there for you this whole time, and you gotta make you gotta make decisions. 
and I wouldn't recommend you walking away from somebody who supported you because that that grass looks greener. Mm-hmm. But the point is, if you if you're gonna be a toxic person in that person's life, I mean, you gotta make moves. That's what love would be at that particular time. Walking away. Well, I also think another thing to be mindful of is, you know, we've all been there where we broke up with someone and they want to get back with you, right? And you know, you look at you look back on a relationship and you think. You know, I know that you will benefit from having me back in your life, but am I really going to benefit from being, am I really going to benefit from having you back in my life? And I think that, you know, knowing that and understanding that will help you sift through the nonsense and realize that maybe you guys are not meant to be. But a relationship is give and take. Like you should be able to be with someone that you know is going to benefit, you're going to benefit them and they're also going to benefit you as well. And I think a lot of people don't ever really want to, admit that, acknowledge that, but that's the reality. And I know I, 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 I've told that to, to, you know, people before and they looked at me like I thought I was like, like something was wrong, but that was the truth though. Like I wasn't willing to start a relationship with someone that I didn't think that I was going to benefit as much as they were and not even just benefit overall. Like I was a better fit for them than they were for me. So, yeah, I mean, we always, we, we, we always also say is honesty is what's in the moment. Honesty mm-hmm. is being truthful, I mean, being honest in the moment. The truth is what you come, what comes from the discussion from you being honest. So that's the truth. You know, like you can't, you can't find truth just on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to search for it. And in doing that, you start the discussion with honesty. You know, at some point, I didn't know I had big lips. Because everybody around me had big lips. Like, I didn't know. You walk outside, you start looking at different people's lips, and you're like, well, you got big lips. You had to investigate. So you understood why people were calling you big lip boy. Before, you're just hurt. Oh, he's calling me. You're crying. You know, you're, 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 you're taking a hit. You're losing confidence. And everybody's blaming them for telling the truth. Oh, you know, it was wrong. Don't say that to him because I'm crying. <laughs> but I learned, you know, like, Look in the mirror and love what you have. You know what I mean? I'm not going to change that. And now I'm older and it's kind of a good thing, right? But when I was young, the list was a little too big for my face. The point is, people pointed it out and kids are honest. We stripped them of that early. Mm-hmm. Because all the teachers told them to stop. I actually believe that's what made me who I am today. You get what I'm saying? The fact that I was able to embrace the honesty because I want it. Like now I walked around with a different set of confidence. I learned what confidence truly is. I look in the mirror and I can see who I am. I can see myself. I can see myself compared to the rest of the world. And that's what makes me confident that I have a great understanding of what's going on around me. So, you know, that's what I would recommend people to do. Really truly understand who you are in these relationships. Because everybody, you know, I I, I hear toxic people telling me that that people are toxic. All the time. I'm looking at him like, yo, there's no way in hell. That's tough. All the time. And who do you think got to be the one to say something? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at them like, yo, you toxic. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Y'all compatible because you toxic and they toxic. So yeah. drama, just, <laughs> drama is just what y'all need to be in. Because y'all just going to, y'all separate, just going to take somebody, two people down with y'all. You know what I mean? And we got to have the dialogue. I and mean, that's just the honesty. That's not, I'm not saying that, that they can't make the adjustment. I'm not saying they can't change. 
I'm saying honesty in a moment allows them to decide if they want to make that change. Yeah. Gives them choice. True choice is through honesty. Everybody, let's be honest, people. Everybody done been tired, came to bed, got that little rollover where the person next to you want to do something. The thigh rub. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm either too yeah. tired, really don't want to do it. You know, like we all been there. We Anybody that's lived life and been in relationships, we experienced all kinds of things. You know, I've been told, go take a shower. Like, you stink. Like, we, we've been there. But it's the honesty that helped me get clean. It's the honesty that didn't make me resent the person because I went through with the act because I was tired, but I went through because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to make them, make them feel rejected or unattractive. That's something within our heads. We could easily say, I'm tired, wake up the next morning, give a stronger explanation and say, you know, we're going to make a date for this. We could easily rectify it. We could easily still instill self-confidence and be honest at the same time. You know what I mean? So you don't have to survive and feel remorseful for surviving in these relationships that are unhealthy. All you got to do is start the dialogue to make it healthy. You don't even have to leave a person. We're not even yeah. talking about leaving a person behind. We're talking about leaving the bad habits behind. And anybody that wants to grow, as what Darrell was saying, he didn't want to grow, so everything fell apart. But Hold on, let me... Let me rephrase that because this because this is my fault. <laughs> oh, no, she said that was one of the reasons, right? Yeah, 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 that yeah, was that was one of the reasons. Excuse yeah. me. He didn't want to evolve. That was not getting effed up, man. That, that seemed like a big. That seemed like a big reason, though. Yeah, that is a big reason. I'm telling yeah. you the truth. Like, what what else? What else could have possibly transpired besides that? Like me and you, me and you together. Now I don't want to. You know, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but me and you together, you drinking and I'm doing all the things right. You still a problem. Like that's some truth for you. Like, I mean, you can tell your side of the story, I get it, but whatever she would have did to correct whatever she was doing, you still had that issue. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, I know I would have walked out. So regardless of, you could have been doing everything right and just had that going for you. Well, that's what I was going to say, something like that. Like, so, that was an issue. It wasn't necessarily the issue, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you got it. But yeah, your okay. relationship, I'm sure, you know, because drinking was something y'all started on, so it yeah. wasn't a big issue. But right. in a general sense, that that destroys, I mean, a relationship quick. No doubt. Because you're choosing alcohol over, you know, you're choosing alcohol over everything else. Mm -hmm. And it's influencing your decisions and... Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you're under the influence, you're making erratic and stupid decisions that you wouldn't normally make if you were sober. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it definitely all ties in together. I just wanted to make sure for the record, because we're being recorded right now, that it was uh, <laughs> that it wasn't <laughs> that it was it was a issue. It wasn't the issue. Definitely. Well, got it. Maybe the issue, but we'll dive into that another time. But yeah, yeah. to Tazi's point is really about having that discussion, regardless of how you want to. When you when you are making any change in the relationship, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it's you have to start it off with a conversation. If you were once quiet and you want to use your voice now, have the conversation. If you were drinking, don't want to drink anymore, have the conversation. If you are if someone stopped drinking and you want to drink, have the conversation. And and be honest about why you don't want to do what you want to do. But 
it all starts with, it all goes back to having that conversation. And the more you talk about it, the less guilty you feel about it, the more confidence you have, like Jessica said. And when you, if, if you decide to move forward, or if you guys decide to move forward together, there won't be no resentment, there won't be any guilt, and you guys truly understand why you feel the way that you feel, and it wasn't emotionally, it wasn't driven by emotion. Definitely. And all winter says she has to go. She had a great discussion. We had a great discussion. Another one. Thank you. We appreciate it. You know, we appreciate it all. But back to what Jerry was saying, I do agree. Like I agree that this is let's let's talk relationships. Mm-hmm. You need to you wake up every day willing to talk, ready to talk, mm-hmm. ready to have the discussions. Like you're watching TV, really sitting next to a partner you really know, you don't know at all, or you don't even know their thoughts. Like number one TV show should be the per- people you're around's thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's the number one thing that should entertain you. Figure out what's going on in their minds. And if it's not something that intrigues you on a regular basis, nine times out of 10, you really got to start looking at your surroundings. Because I even do it. Me, Jerry, and Jazz, two days ago, just had a discussion. Like, I'm like, I can't keep on having discussions about women's products and you know, like, we got to have deeper discussions here. Like, I'm tuned out. And then if I walk around, I'm the mute guy. Y'all looking at me like something's wrong. So we, we, we're, we're not just telling people, you know, we're not just saying you can't have it. You can't have those discussions. Or we're not saying, you know, walk away all the time. We're just saying have the discussions. We're not exempt. Have them. Mm-hmm. Have those discussions on a regular basis. Um, so for people who don't, so like for me, for example, as far as my experience, I mean, there have been times where I would come home, she would come home. We didn't say a word to each other until we got into the bed. You know what I'm saying? I'm on my cell phone or she's watching TV or we're crossing paths and, and, and we're not even speaking to each other. So to your point, it, it, like it, it got to a point where he was just roommates. Both mm-hmm. of just paying bills. Definitely. The love is not, you know, you want the love to be there, obviously, but it doesn't feel like it's there. You're just mm-hmm. crossing paths like you're two strangers living in a household paying rent. And the only thing that's different is, you know, you're just combining your money so you don't get kicked out of the place. I mean, so I've definitely been there before where you just, um, like, the relationship is not meaningful. Um, you know, we're not having deep conversation. You know, um, we're not talking about doing things together. I'm talking about what I'm doing Friday night when I get off work. I'm going to happy hour or something. You're talking mm-hmm. about go, go go hang out with your girls on 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 Saturday. It's football Sunday. I'm out all day long watching my Redskins. There's there there's no time where we didn't make time for our foundation. Definitely. I mean that, that that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. That lost track of the faith. Love is the faith you have to maintain on a daily basis. Lose track of the faith. Lose track of the relationship. Mm-hmm. The faith is the most important thing. What you yeah. gonna what you gonna put in? It's the investment. But that's the example of not communicating and what happens when you stop communicating. It's all about effort. Yes, it is, Jess. It's all about effort. Mm-hmm. It's all about time, effort, being effective, being, you know, useful with your time because as you get older, you understand you got you have kids, you have you work eight hour shifts. Sometimes you gotta, you know, y'all gotta work different different shifts. 
you know, and it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that have to happen. But if you put the family first, you look your employees in the face sometimes and say, listen, like my family comes first. You mm-hmm. can chase money or you can, you can figure out different means of making money where your family, you know, you can still see you. There's mm-hmm. choices that have to be made with everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And we was talking about it earlier, like I watch a lot of presidential shows and things of that nature because I like the fact that they got to make hard decisions. And they, the American people are expecting to make hard decisions. So what goes to show, a lot of people don't want to make those same decisions. They want to criticize them. Right. They don't want to make them same decisions. In your marriage, you're the president. Mm. <laughs> Y'all share it. Yeah. You got to make hard decisions all the time. Are we going to take our child for a walk? Are we going to be able to rush them to the hospital? You know, are we going to have another one? Like once you go in, there's no turning back. That's another kid. Mm-hmm. Like these are decisions that have to be made and they're lifetime decisions. And the fact that some people feel they could just roam and walk out, it's crazy to me. You know, so well, like those are the things that you, that I'm saying, like make decisions that you can live with. Don't be afraid and don't now out of nowhere say I was forced into this this idea. Right. Well, to your point, some people may feel like and, and I'm just and it's more to your point. Some people mm-hmm. may feel like I like the idea of being in a relationship. Definitely. Yeah, of course. Like the idea of being married. But when it's but when I'm actually in it, you know, that's the wrong part. You know, what am I in this for? Do I feel like putting the work to be in it? And I'm saying that to tell people that, you know, you know, there was a period of time where I was that guy before. You know, you like the idea of this, you know, that there was a quote that I saw that some people are ready to have a wedding, but they're not ready to be married. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Definitely. Well, it's also realizing what you, like, you can like the idea of being married, but exactly what ideas do you, do you like about the marriage, you know, or going in knowing what type of parent you want to be and, and owning that and being convicted in that and finding a partner that believes the same thing. Like you'd be surprised something just as simple is not simple. I don't want to downplay it, but discipline, you believe in disciplining your kid one way and your significant other decides that they believe in, not decides, they believe in discipline in another way. And once the child, and then you guys think it's not a big deal, get together and you realize that that's a big strain on the relationship, you know? So it's really going into every relationship knowing exactly what you want, your deal breakers, your likes, your dislikes, what you bring to the table. Like there's just so many things that you should know about yourself and who you are when you are with other people that should be discussed ahead of time so that you know that, so that you could feel confident that you're making these lifelong decisions with another person that actually believes in the same thing. Yeah. Like Jessica was saying, like so many times you want, you know, you think not to put in the effort because the other person is not putting in the effort. And then they keep in score. Yeah, then it becomes so, a, a... But we all keep score. Like, that's what I mean about just being honest about the relationship. We all keep in score because we're all making sure we're getting, we're putting in, we, we put in an investment, we should be getting something out of the investment. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking personal relationships. People you actually pick to be in your life. And too many times we mix up humanity and personal relationships like we tolerate other people so we have to be tolerant of differences we have to tolerate differences because we we occupy space with other people that we don't know with strangers so it's important to be well versed and understanding that when you leave the house you're going to interact with people that 
you possibly don't like, care for, or you possibly are different. But when you join a relationship, you're working, you're walking the same path. That's the key. So it's to keep everybody on that same path. Where are we going? You don't just jump in the car. I mean, some people, I guess, do. But <laughs> you just jump in the car, don't know where you're going. You hell a cab, don't know where you're going. When Jessica was talking about about keeping score, you know, the first thing I thought of was just like like looking for validation and and just being negative, like just looking for all the, all the areas where you went wrong, so that so that you can have a one up. So like tip for tat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it becomes a tip for tat instead of being productive within the relationship and the conflict, because you can still be productive within within conflict. Or you can feel like. I'm doing the investing, I'm putting in the work, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Then your partner is not giving the same or is not put, holding a day into the bargain. And that can cause you to feel like, you know what, it's done. If they don't mm -hmm. care, why should I? Yeah. Like Jazz was saying, I mean, this, this, is, this is a cheap shot, it looked like, but... <laughs> Nah, oh, that's why you're like, laughing so hard over there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Funny. She's like, like, <laughs> when somebody don't, like when somebody likes crumbs on the sheets. You're now on the same page, something like crumbs in the bed becomes a big, the biggest thing. So the foundation has to be there because if it's not, uh, you know, big things become, you know, small things become big things, basically. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true. It's but like, like you said about tolerating, though, when you really, <laughs> when you really feeling somebody, it's the beginning. Like you sleep, you sleep on the crumbs. <laughs> yeah, well, back in the days, you know, back in the day, she, they guess she feels the crumbs. Back in the day, she feel crumbs, and I didn't feel crumbs because I was fully clothed. <laughs> I got, I got pajamas on. You know what I'm saying? Ja Jasmine likes to sleep with shorts on. You know, what I mean, tank tops. So she wants to feel everything that's on the bed sheets. So it's really a matter of that would be a matter of perspective. But I'm saying I wouldn't like no crumbs on no bed, but I wasn't feeling them. She was able to always fill them and wipe, get, tell me to get up and wipe the joints off back in the day. So I get it. I get it because I agree with her 100%. If I slept the way she slept, I wouldn't like crumbs on the bed either. But it could turn to a big thing. Yeah, but I'm saying like, it's, like it's in the beginning, it, it turns is it, a joke. But then when you're really not feeling somebody, it becomes like a... That's what she said. Like, yeah, like this, it's an issue. You start, you start having arguments about crumbs on the bed, but it's really about... Like how a, you really feel, you know, yeah. How you really truly feel. You're looking about for a way, you're looking for a way it's the other person's fault, or you're looking for a way to validate what you're doing, or it just becomes tip for attack, like you just looking, said, keeping score. Looking for a scapegoat. Yeah, keeping score. But you know, we all gotta make we all we all gotta look at things and look at a crumb on a bag can be a reason to leave a relationship. Who knows? <laughs> The point is, you have to really, really look at what your pros and your cons, look at what you're putting in, what you're taking away, because mm -hmm. it's important to know that. If you don't know that, you know, you stay in these relationships going round and round, and then what happens? Mm -hmm. You know, you you definitely in the survivor's remorse. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's been a lovely talk. We want to thank Jessica, all winner, Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine. Well, and people on Facebook. You know I mean, people on Vanessa, Facebook. Vanessa. Vanessa. You know. Caroline. Kizzy. Yeah. Thanks Berlin, for joining the discussion. Francisco. Warren. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining the discussion. We appreciate it. Yeah. See you guys.
next Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday. At nine. Yeah, show up at nine so you can get the full, you know, the full show. Yeah. We can really get engaged. All right, take care, y'all. Have a good day. Right, bye. Thanks have a good day, guys. Brother. Yes. No doubt. Bye. No doubt.